0: To Above All Else, a podcast for women where we learn to grow in our relationship with Jesus. I am Brianna Frojowski here with Emily Bird and Jimmy And we are so excited to be with you guys today. Before we get started and we kind of recap our days, our weeks, um, Emily, if you would, can you just lead us in prayer real quick? Sure. Thank you.
1: Father, you are so good. And I I thank you not only for this day, but Lord, I thank you for um, our lives that you've put us on uh, the earth for such a time as this. And um, God, as you see what's going on uh, in the world, as you see what's going on uh, to your chosen people, uh, Father, I pray that, uh, hmm, Lord, I pray for peace. I pray that you will redeem uh, Israel. That you will restore it and God, that uh, you will fight on their behalf. Father, I pray for the people who are over there. I pray for our friends uh, who we have right there. Uh, Bring them out safely and protect them. And Lord, I I pray for each of us. I pray for each listener. Lord, I pray that you will teach us to uh, love the way you love. Lord, um, where there needs to be healing, where there needs to be deliverance, where there needs to be. completeness and maturity and Lord where there needs to be a change and for people to be made whole. Um, God, I, I invite you to do that right now. Start that process. We know that you are able. Father, I pray that we will continue to walk in righteousness and integrity. Lord, you tell me that, um, whatever I have asked in prayer, believing you tell me that I have received it. So Lord, I, I trust you with that. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this podcast. Thank you for, uh, allowing me to be, uh, with these, uh, two beautiful, faithful women. Lord, we love you. I pray that you'll have your hand of blessing upon us in your name. We pray. Amen.
0: So we're kind of coming from all over this region today. Like we got, um, we're currently in Orlando, Florida, so that's fun. Um, my sweet awesome condo art I was showing Emily <laughs> earlier. I feel so fancy with my condo art behind me. Um, how's it going, though, in uh, North Georgia, Jen? I guess I would be yeah. right, because Emily doesn't qualify anymore. Yeah. In <laughs>
2: good here today it's it's it's, you know fall has arrived it's nice and cool outside and we are just enjoying that so everything's good here
0: oh I'm so jealous I miss I miss the fall weather it's so humid outside here (laughs) oh man Emily what about you how's it going where you are
1: oh it's been a good day um all four of my girls are at home And so it is good to have everybody under one roof and um, they went out shopping today, all four of them. And so uh, (laughs) it's the first time uh, that I have spent any time alone in this house. So I had almost two hours by myself Um, and that's just, that's just unheard of. So I am a, I am a, I'm a new woman (laughs) today. Oh, a, a long hot shower and um you know I, and i even read a little bit of a book and
0: was, there you go. glorious. that's <laughs> amazing i love that i love that me too oh, man. so last week um we were talking about this idea of prayer and how to pray for our kids and um i think today as we kind of transition but we kind of keep that same train of thought going Um, I think maybe thinking about prayer in, uh, how do we transition to making ourselves available for using our gifts? And when we look in scripture, we see a lot of references about using our gifts, um, to build up the kingdom. We see that the Lord has given us these gifts for a reason, for a purpose, and um, making sure that we are using them for his glory. Um, one of the verses, though, that when we were, I guess, discussing, we kind of came up with was First um, Peter 4.10, and it says, each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful mm-hmm. stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So, Jen, if you don't mind just kind of elaborating for us just kind of give us like what is that using our gifts in various forms um where do we do that how do we do that what does it look like practically kind of some application for that
2: yeah so i think when i was little i used to think that god didn't give me any of those gifts right because i just i went through them and i remember thinking well, I don't, I'm not particularly gifted in any of these areas. And I remember like wondering what God would even do with me. Cause I didn't have any of those gifts. Right. And, um, when, when I was young, we used to do those like spiritual gifts, exams. Okay. Yes. whatever. Have you guys done that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I remember like, going through and just feeling like I didn't have any gifts, but the Bible tells us that when you become saved, you get those gifts, some type of gifting that it is given to all, right? Who, who comes to know Jesus. So, um, I think that it takes time to learn what our gifts are. I think it takes, um, like self-awareness, I guess, to be able to acknowledge where you're gifted and where you aren't. Um, so I think figuring that out is sometimes seems overwhelming, but I think for the most of us, is our gifting is typically a natural overflow, right? So I didn't realize that when I was in school and I got in trouble for talking so much that it was because I've been given the gift of exhortation, right? So back and tell my elementary school teachers, no, I'm an exhorter. That's why I talk all the time. There you go. But I was like, God gave me that gift to encourage people and to um, befriend people. When I discovered that that the natural personality traits that I had were actually some giftings from the Lord, then I kind of started to lean into those. Um, But I specifically wanted to talk about where we use those gifts, because we definitely use them among the body, right? we are supposed to use them at church. And I think that's sort of a natural response. You're saved. You should probably serve somewhere in the church. You're part of a church, you know, being part of the family, doing your part but I think sometimes we overlook how we're supposed to use our gifts in our homes because typically our people in our house get our leftovers, right? At least that's how it is for me is that sometimes they get me at my worst when I've given my best to everyone else. Um, So that scripture um, that from first Peter that talks about Jesus getting into the boat with Simon, like I try to imagine Jesus coming right into my work And that's in my home. A lot of times it's in my, you know, my time in my kitchen with my dishes and the laundry and making space in my own house to use the gifts that God has given me to serve my family. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes I think we get overwhelmed with all of the serving. We feel like our whole role as mothers is serving, you know, in the way that we serve the meals and we serve the clean laundry and we, you know, we're, we're service minded. Right. But this is sort of a different Mm -hmm. way about serving it's it's not in that way it's how do i use my spiritual gifts in serving my family so that's kind of where my head was when i when we started talking about um you know how can we use our gifts that god has given us in our own homes and how we make space and time for that so that's where my mind is i like to think of jesus stepping into my boat right and me making space in the middle of whatever like it Simon was exhausted he'd been fishing all night already so to be available and make space for God even when I feel like I'm too tired or I've already given all I can give or I've already done enough today you know what I'm saying like being able to welcome him into the work that I'm already doing because that's where he shows up so often
0: oh yeah definitely Mm -hmm. and I think like you said we use those gifts so often in the church setting you know we know like Hospitality, if you're good at hospitality, like the church has a place for you. And we do those things, but using those in our home, using those um, spiritual gifts, I think is so important, Um, especially there. You made a statement um, when we were talking about this a little earlier um, that Jesus doesn't want us to spend our lives safely on the bank or in the shallow waters, but he calls us into the deep. Um, Emily, what would that look like? practically like Jesus not staying in those shallow waters with our gifts in your home like what does that look like in your home practically that's a big question Um, that is
1: that is a big question (laughs) uh you kind of put me on the spot (laughs) (laughs) oh what does it look like practically to be called out into the deep waters well um i have to be honest with you uh, sometimes deep waters can uh, may seem may seem in the in 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 the world's eyes uh it may seem small but uh practically deep waters means that i'm pouring into my children that my daily prayer time over them is that is that is kingdom work um and that they see me praying over them that uh that we pray together that we're memorizing scripture together um and that that those what like i said what the world seems as small is very very big because it has it has eternal consequences it is it is major stuff so i do call that deep waters and um for uh, for us to experience the abundant life that the Lord gives us, I think we've got to hunger for, um, for the things of God. And that is not natural. That doesn't come, that does not come naturally. We are we are we are born sinful, and um our 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 human nature takes over and so when we're when I'm talking about praying for my children or or taking time to memorize scripture, taking time for myself to memorize scripture, and it's so much harder to memorize now that I'm old versus or older I'm not old, older <laughs> than it was when I was little, and I realized I need to get as much scripture into these kids as possible because it sticks when they're young. Um, and that, uh, I I realized that that hard work, um, is, is important, um, because that hungering for the, for the things of God does not come naturally. Um, so trying to make space for him, um, I think that, that it comes from, um, him him causing us to be thirsty for him and us to hunger after those things. And um I think all of that honestly comes from just a true a healthy fear of the Lord. And um so my, my prayer for my children has been from since they were in the womb um that that they they would they would fear the lord and that means that they are deeply committed that they have a healthy respect and love and reverence for the father and that they would be scared of what life would be like without him i my fear of the lord is i i i i I do have a healthy respect and i can't imagine what life would be like without him That. That terrifies me. So fear doesn't mean scared, but it I would be scared without you. <laughs> and so I think to be able to do the big things and to allow Jesus to come into my boat and when he says, you know, or when he was calling out John and James and Peter and Andrew, come and follow me, um, they followed immediately. And for us to be able, when he's telling us, come follow me for us to be able to immediately follow, we have to already have that, that hunger and that thirst. And you realize that he is the living water. My thirst will be satisfied when I follow, when I am obedient, but I've got to have that hunger and that thirst to be able to do that. Um, so you know, I I think I just really went
0: on a tangent. <laughs> Did I answer your question at all? <laughs> yeah, wonderfully, wonderfully. Um, and I think that um, you know, I much like Jen. Um, I got in trouble. I was homeschooled, so my mom, you know, she used to be the one who would get on to me. Um, uh, but I remember having to write sentences because I just could not stop talking. Um, but I also my sisters used to kind of make fun of me a little bit and call, told me that I had a, what was it? I had a, a sweet, a tender heart. That's what it was a tender heart, because I just was kind to people. Um, my sisters, what does that say about, no, I'm just kidding. I'm totally (laughs) joking. They're wonderful. Um, but I've learned that in, in seeing how the Lord has created me, like he created me with this ability to be an encourager, right? Like this ability to encourage people and um actually took the um spiritual gifts test a while back. <laughs> Turns out I have the gift of prophecy, you guys. Oh. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but okay, we're gonna retake this test because I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Um, like maybe that's wrong, but, um, I've noticed in my little five-year-old that she's very much so her love language is words of affirmation. And so if I can use scripture to encourage her and I can be using that, like, okay, this is my gift. I'm going to build you up using my gift. And speaking to the way that the Lord has made you and that your love language is words of affirmation, she needs to be affirmed. She'll say sometimes, did I make you proud? I'm like, first off, don't ever worry about that because all the time, like we, she's so sweet, but um, just using that, like, hey, listen, this is what the Lord says about you. Like, this is who he made you to be. And whether you're, you know, like five-year-old drama on the playground, you know, it gets a little crazy. And so sometimes it's like, Hey, no, like, this is what, this is just using scripture as that encouragement, that way to speak that truth over her. I've found she will say those things back to me sometimes. Like, well, mom, you said this about me. I'm like, I did. I did say that about you. And she'll just say it back to me. I'm like, okay, Brianna, like that's one of those gut checks where you're like my five-year-old just use scripture to correct me. And it's great. And it's a great, you know, like, okay, good. It's sticking, you know, they're young, their brains are still just absorbing all of the information. Um, but definitely using that in our homes, using our gifts to, um, to be able to best serve our family. Cause they are our first, our first mission field is right there in our family. Um, and I know as a pastor's wife, that can be a little complicated sometimes, Because my first instinct is to be like, okay, what are we doing for the church? Like, how are we serving the church? What can we do? Making sure that the church is being built up and edified. And obviously that is a priority, but the Lord has set, has given me two little girls to first, these are your first priority. Like they're Mm -hmm. your priority and then the church. And so um, as a pastor's wife, that can get a little not complicated, but we, we complicate it. The Lord didn't create it to be complicated, but I think, um, I don't want to speak for all pastors West, but it can be something that's complicated. Um, so I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: started, started, well, I started to interrupt you that, that you hear your words coming back out of your little one's mouths. Um, and I, and I, I'm the same way I've heard my, I've heard my words come back and, speaking of exhortation um and <laughs> we have to exhort our children and also on that flip side when i when i'm not so kind to them and i can be and when i say ugly things those words stick as well mm-hmm. and we have to be so incredibly careful of what we speak into our children because yeah. they they really do believe it um so if i'm if I'm speaking negativity and i'm telling and, and I'm telling them you know you are you are selfish and you are they begin to they believe that and i'm, I'm have you have you noticed that
2: like then they'll then they will they will become that you know like yes
1: oh, oh no no what? no 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 um And I've, we had this conversation uh, earlier this week in my home and I found an old letter written by one of my girls who, um, and I remember the scene vividly and, um, I had called her selfish and you are self-centered. And then I found this little note that she had written me asking for forgiveness. Um, but I had spoken such ugly things to her. And, you know, instead of saying you are selfish, you are self-centered, you are, you are showing selfishness. There is selfishness in that heart, not you are selfish. And so I am, I, you know, sometimes I feel like I have reaped my words and I need to be very, very careful of my speech. And I need to, and my, one of my gifts is exhortation too, but um, sometimes I have, uh, I've not used that gift and I have ended up injuring <laughs> the heart of my children, um, out of, out of, out of anger and out of, out of tiredness. And, um, so I, I love that we hear good things coming out of our children's mouths that we've spoken, but then on the, on the flip side, sometimes I'm, I'm afraid my, my words have also done, done damage. So, yeah.
2: But you know, what you said,
1: like when you, you just
2: said, when I'm tired or when i when I've been too busy or I've done too much. And that is what that scene was. When Jesus stepped into the boat, they were tired, you know, and they had been already working all night long. And that is when I am the same way I'm tempted when I'm tired, you know, when I'm grumpy because I'm hungry or I'm tired or, I'm, you know, I'm focused on something else. I've noticed if I'm doing something, even on my phone and a kid comes up, I can be so snappy, which is so too. dumb this person in front of me is is more important than anything at all that i am doing right here in my hand but if when jesus comes in to those moments to the end of the rope kind of moments am i going to move over and make space for him to teach me something new in the boat you know what i'm saying so being when he called them to go out into the deep and cast one more time i think about how we're supposed to be willing and able at all times. And that goes back to making that margin in our time and in our calendars and in our busyness so that if he does say, Hey, today you need to take a walk with your teenager. I know you don't feel like you have an hour in the day, but you need to make time for that because when I'm faithful to do that and I'm not always, I don't always get it right. But when I will make that space for them I find that they need to talk about something I wasn't even aware of, you know, something comes out that I didn't know about. So I'm so grateful I made that margin. And how many times have I missed something when I didn't make space or didn't respond in the right way. So sometimes going deeper, I think is, I mean, obviously there's a biblical connotation there into going deeper in our relationship with Christ, but it's also going deeper in how we invite him into our lives and how we're being careful about planning to leave space to have time to throw that net out into deeper water if he calls us to do that
0: right and I think we often I know my schedule I never leave time for unplanned things to happen and it's on those days when the most unplanned things happen right like something (laughs) and so I think you know even if going through your day like you leave that time like you said just planning for the unplanned if you can do that. And like at the end of the day, if you have extra time because nothing unplanned happened, if your day is just that perfect and goes moment by moment, then look at all that extra time that you get to sit and spend with Jesus or you know, spend with the kids, right? Like but I think if we started to see our schedule as not just boom boom boom, got to do this this and this, but let me the especially as a teacher, I think that there, there have been times when in between class or after, like, I got, you know, we're on a schedule, we're at school, we have a schedule, but a student will come to me and it's in those times when we, when I have been like, okay, I got to do this during this time and this during this time. And I have no time when those students are like, hey, Miss F, I really need to talk to you about something serious. Or students come up with questions about salvation or something like that. And you're like, I had so many things planned for this very moment. Um, And the Lord's like, eh, hold on. Um, I need you to stop. I need you to move. Like you're saying, (laughs) move over. Let him steer the boat. Let him, you know, at least get in it with you while you're going through this. I mean, there have been times when... Not serious conversations, but students will have questions and I'll be like, let's walk and talk together. If there are conversations about, you know, salvation or things like that, we're going to sit, we're going to stop. We're going to talk. If it's about their grade, you can walk with me to lunch. (laughs) (laughs) But so maybe it means when we're looking at our day that we are scheduling for the unplanned. And I know that sounds crazy, right? Like how do we schedule the unplanned, but just having that mentality of being open when the Lord steps in and saying, okay, we're going to go, we're going to go back out into the water. And you're Mm -hmm. like, well, I actually had this. No, no, no. We're going out into the water and you're going to we're This is what we're doing. You're going to be okay with it because you're going to go out here and you've been very unsuccessful, very unsuccessful in your fishing adventures, but we're going to go out and we're going to go do the unplanned and we're going you will see fruit from this. You will see what you've been looking for for all these hours now come to fruition. And so maybe it means planning for the unplanned. I don't know. How that- and again,
1: I think it comes back to what, uh, and, and not not to beat uh, <laughs> the same message over, but having having that hunger for the things of God, and and when we hunger for the things of God, you've got that discernment that, like Jen, you were just talking. I really need to spend some time with my my child. I need to spend some time with that student. Like there is there is there is a a a gnawing that comes, and even though you know that there is not time in the day, that I have not set time time aside, something else is going to have to suffer, um, because I, I can feel the Holy Spirit prodding me that this is important, and I think that is that comes from the the fear of the lord that we have and and having that heart of discernment and hungering after his things he 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 just gives you that um that knowing as well uh, you know that knowing that i've got to do this this is a really important and usually you see something come out of it um but i've had to sacrifice something that was on my own agenda to get to that point, to be able to, to, you know, to get the large catch of fish, to be able to go out into the deep. Um, and it is, so if we haven't set aside it, sometimes I don't, you know, is it possible to set aside just empty time to be able to do? I don't know, but I do think that when he is, when his Holy spirit is working in your heart and your mind, and you know that I, I really need to do this. I really need, (laughs) I need to take a loaf of banana bread to a neighbor down the road, that's what I'm dealing with right now. I know that sounds he this person doesn't even really know me, um, but I I'm, I know that there's sickness in their home, and uh, I need to do that. I need to get out of my comfort zone and take them a loaf of banana bread, <laughs> and um, I need to set aside my agenda and my fears to go do something that seems a little crazy, but. Goodness will come out of it, um, yeah. and, and you know that's that's the Holy Spirit working. That's not me. That's not our natural inclination. You know? Do you know what I'm saying? Like when He calls us to do to do hard things that are out there, and I haven't set aside a time. I haven't set aside a time. Set aside time to do it. Um, something else on my own agenda needs to stop so I can do that. So.
2: And Emily, you said something that made me think that um, part of it too is recognizing a lot of times the gifts that God gives us, we use really well in other places, like maybe even in our work, whatever we've been called to at work. Um, but I think recognizing that God gave us those gifts to serve out his purposes. You know what I'm saying? Like it helps us, I, I think, prioritize because often, like if you have the gift of gab, then maybe you use that, you know, <laughs> right on the internet or, you know, like there's things that I do that I know or an extension of the gift that God gave me. But sometimes we use those things for our own purposes, and I, I, that, which is fine, but recognizing where the gifts come from may help us steward them well. So God right. gave this gift of exhortation. Maybe I should use it where it matters most and right now where it matters most. Is in the people that he has put under my stewardship, right? He's given me these people. I'm supposed to be building them up for good works in the kingdom, like we talked about that scripture. Um, so, how can I use the gifts that he's given me to my best ability in my home, giving the giving to my people first, and right. not the leftovers, and them getting nasty exhortation, <laughs> you know, like I told you to clean your room and you didn't do it, and you're selfish, you know, like no, you're lazy. <laughs> yes, you're, you're selfish You're all these things. And instead of getting to that point, recognizing God gave me this gift, this mouth, this, you know, ability to speak for a purpose, how can I first use it to serve him? And then everything else can be an overflow of that.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And I think, like we've said over and over, like our first first mission field, the first people that we should get everything like well the lord gets everything but then it's our family then it's our kids it's the the little lives or big lives because you guys have good kids <laughs> um that he has given us to shepherd and are we shepherding those the way that he's instructed us to um when uh and i yeah like i failed daily at being you know, def- I'm not winning a mom of the year award. Um, We decided that yeah. back when Braley ate dog poop when she was little. We decided that I was out of the running for that award. But um, oh. it was gross. But, um, you know, am I, like you said, am I using my first gifts? Am I using this to shepherd their hearts towards Jesus? And at the end of the day, like, that's what I think, we all desire, right? We all desire for our children to know, to taste and see, right? Mm -hmm. Taste and see Jesus in their own lives and, and to really know him, not because they, because we know him, but because they know him. But what example are we setting for them of who Jesus is? If we're like, we love Jesus. And then speaking to myself, I'm like, Screaming because you know I'm overstimulated, or you you know, using that as like an excuse to be snippy with my five-year-old who five-year-olds a fun age. I hope it gets a little bit less <laughs> real as they get older because <laughs> five-year-olds just tell you, do you remember the other day when you said this to me, mom? Yep. I do. Thank you so much for mm. my team. <laughs> so sorry. Um, hey. And you know what, Brie? like we, we've
2: kind of forgotten too, that our husbands deserve that from us too. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like our, like we've all three, I think mentioned exhortation. Um, Our husbands need to hear really good, encouraging things from us too. And not just our to-do list of, you know, how we need them to do A, B, C, and D, but, you know, a reminder, Hey, you know, God created you in his image, and I'm so proud to be your wife, and I see Jesus in you, or I see where you're working on this, or the Lord is doing this in your life, and I think that we talk a lot about our children as mothers, but we are also very, um, uh, we need to be very aware of how we speak to our husbands and how we use our gifts. You know, the world doesn't want to talk about women serving their husbands, but gracious. I love to serve that man. I like to wash his laundry. I like to iron his clothes. I like to put his boots by his bed when he needs them. You know, like I find joy in those things because I'm using the giftings that God gave me to love him and love a lot of times looks like service. And maybe that's going out into deep waters, too, because the world tells me that I should be, you know, taking care of me and making sure I get mine and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. When God says, no, it's about one another, love one another. So in loving my husband, that again, my kids see that as me serving and using my gifts as well. And they see how I take care of their dad and then they take care of their dad. Right. Or they see how he takes care of me and my sons will imitate those things. So. Um, I don't want to leave husbands out.
0: Yes. No, definitely oh. not.
1: No. And I think as wives, we are called to be their biggest cheerleader. I am, I, I am Jason birds help me yeah. and he, he needs me and I need him. Yeah, <laughs> And yeah. when he is out in the world and, you know, he is in me- hard meeting after a hard meeting after a hard meeting, and he is getting bashed when he walks through the doors of this house, he needs to know that this is the place where he is loved, admired, respected. He is king of this castle <laughs> and, um, and we, uh, we love him and we honor him. And mm. it, when you say it is a joy to serve your husband, it is, it absolutely mm. is. And um, I love to serve him. And in return, he usually wants to serve me back. It is a, it is a, it is a a sweet, sweet uh, connection there that, um, you know, it's not, okay, I'll give. And then he, it's, we both give a hundred percent, but the rewards, the rewards come to both of us. So yeah,
2: I wrote one, somebody's husband's biggest fan, someone is going to be your husband's biggest fan, make sure it's you
0: it's yeah, For sure. No, 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 you're good. You're good. I, um, I know that like, especially for my generation, I think the word submission is like a scary, like we don't submit, but I find it so much easier to submit to my husband with, because he, I know is submitting to the Lord and I'm just like, wow, this is, everything goes easier. When I become When I start acting selfish, when I start having those, you know, those tantrums that I have not, I don't want to say I I don't have tantrums like every day. That's not what I mean. I feel like that sounded so aggressive. (laughs) But when I have those moments, maybe they're just little pity parties that I might throw for myself. Um, I, it's, there's so much division there, right? When I start, when I am deciding, okay, I'm not going to submit to this. I'm not going to serve you. If there's so much division and so it's so much sweeter and then our our girls get to see that too like they get to see hey girls like Jesus okay so Jesus loves us this is how he loves the church this is what the church serves right this is just a picture of the gospel at the end of the day that's what marriage is it's a picture of okay. oh. the gospel and if we that's can true. if we can hopefully you know there are days when I am not a good Actually, I'm probably a very honest represent- representation of the church. Most days, honestly, <laughs> um, you know, just the the rebellious kind. Um, unfortunately, um, one of the churches probably mentioned in Revelation. Um, but when, uh, but when I am loving him the way that I, the church is supposed to love Jesus, like because he has loved us. And it's, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't know, we use our gifts there too. And um, I think knowing what your spouse's love languages are. So for me, exhortation, like, this is my spiritual gift. I've got this. This is my thing. Joseph does not do words of affirmation or encouragement. He's like, that's great. Thank you very much. I That's great. Thank you. Um, Which he's not mean about it. He's just like, he knows that that's my love language. That's the way I speak it. But I have to also know what his acts of service when I can serve, when I can physically, you know, do the, when I do the dishes, I really hate dishes. So (laughs) that's my thing. But um, using our gifts um, is really, it's overall uh, in our home. We see it in our home, in the church, um we've been called to use them. And that's what um, I think today has been very beneficial for me to just hear you guys just kind of talking about how you know ways that you're using your gifts because I glean just as much from this as hopefully everyone listening does. Um, and so I appreciate you guys being willing to um to just be honest and open about ways that you use your gifts in your home. Um, I would encourage everyone and you guys can, you know, if you have a specific like website reference for the spiritual gifts testing or test, I recommend people take the test. I would recommend everyone listening to mm-hmm. figure out what your spiritual gifts are. They might surprise you. You might be like, I didn't even realize that was a spiritual gift. You may get the gift of prophecy and be like, what in the whole wide world? <laughs> like that's like number three on the list. So it's not up there. Um, but you know, I would, you can really Google, I don't know if you guys know of one, if you don't, know of one that you're just like, off
1: the top of my head, I don't.
0: Yeah. Google is, you know, a perfect place to just, you can type in spiritual gift test and take that. But I would recommend that everyone listening just takes that test, figure out what your gifting is, because once you figure out what your gifting is, you're going to be able to walk that out and walk in that, um, knowing, okay, this is how the Lord has gifted me what I say here is going to carry heavy weight. If it's, you know, exhortation, like the things I say, I say a lot of things. Let me make sure that they matter and that they count for the good of someone else. So anyway, well, ladies, it has been a wonderful time today. I have greatly enjoyed it. Um, I am just so excited for how the Lord is using this um, podcast and getting to talk with you guys is the highlights of Malik. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a wonderful conversation. We will be back with you with a new episode in two weeks, but you can check out all of our social medias in the meantime for reels and for just information on when things are going to be posted and when things are happening. So we will talk to you guys in a couple of weeks.